Thanks for joining a couple of 90s kids. You're listening to Stuck in My Generation. Hey, welcome back to Stuck in My Generation. I'll be damned if it isn't part two of the Tom Petty journey. Hicks, did you have fun doing this? Well, I'll tell you what. I say, uh, God bless Tom Petty. God bless him, indeed. God bless him. Uh, part two, the back half of the second catalog. Uh, may I be flat out honest with you? I struggled through a lot of it. I struggled too. Did you? So I did, and and we 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 had a few minutes to kind of discuss this before jumping into the live stream and the recording of the podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify, Amazon Music. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. Subscribe even if you watch it here That's or right. even if you watch it on YouTube, still subscribe because it helps move us up those chart numbers and all that good stuff. But I had a, uh, I had a terrible time and I'll explain a little bit why, and I'm sure you will too, but let's just say this, Tom Petty, that first episode, super exciting. We're going to try to make this one exciting. We're not going to talk about Tom Petty the whole time because we're going to barrel through because there's not much to talk about. I'll just put it that way. So we'll talk about some of the music we listen to in between albums. Cause I had to take a lot of breaks on this one. That's right. I did too. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Uh, maybe, maybe I get ready to catch this. I know that you're not a, uh, you're not, you're not embarrassed of what you listen to. You oh, I don't know. You don't give a shit. I know. Nope. But if you did give a shit, I'm going to ask you after the Tom Petty uh, discussion, uh, maybe to name like two songs. If you were to be embarrassed that are on your phone right now, that's a good question. Buried on a playlist. Okay. What would those one or two songs be? Don't have to answer right now. Let's talk about Tom Petty for a little bit. I like that. That's a good, okay. that's a, that's, that's a great plan. Good. Catch okay. That. I put it away. That's more exciting than, than Tom Petty. Anyway, <laughs> I, I hate to say that. Like I, you know what? I took a break from some of these albums with What's that? Tom Petty. Like I, you know, I went back and listened to, yeah. you know, I need to know. And like some of the great bangers from the, the seventies in between some of this, because I was like, I need to go back and hear what he was at his best before I dive into some of his worst. And when I say some of his worst, I want to be, I want to clarify. I think most of the albums that I listen to, and I may be a little more optimistic than you, mm -hmm. most of these albums, I didn't think they were bad. Right. I, I just think that he got way too mellow, like yeah. way too mellow. And, and I get that a lot of bands, they start out strong. And, and over time, more often than not, almost every band, unless your name is Cradle of Filth or something like that, they just start to chill out and make more middle-aged music or, you know, older music. And, yeah. and it happens. I get it. But luckily, starting the Tom Petty journey part two, we got started with Wildflowers. Sure. And Wildflowers, released in 1994, considered to be his best work. Now, I say yes and no on that. I don't think it's his best work overall. I agree. But as far as Tom Petty, the slow jam man, this was his best work. Like as man. far as Tom Petty getting chilled out, this is some chilled out great shit. Man, I'll tell you, the, the Wildflowers album, uh, it really grabbed my attention. And back when uh, the CDs were a thing, uh, back to our, uh, you know, when we were buying music that way, that format, you know, I own the CD. Um, and I'll tell you what, and I've said this before, but, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of the music we review, uh, through earpods, earpods, yeah. earpods. I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. Whatever the hell those Apple things are. Those little Apple things that aren't cheap or overpriced. But, you know, I hear so many textures in addition to 
what I would hear playing through a speaker with, you know, especially yeah. with this album. Yep. Um, you know, I listened to this album and, you know, I wrote a note at the bottom of this. This album is, is why I love music. You know, it's just a out of all the Tom Petty albums, except excluding the first two or three, you know, I can pretty much listen to this album all the way through, you know, put it on and play it. Uh, Wildflowers, the song, man, it's such a good song. Yeah. Um, you don't know how it feels, the guitar sound, the solo, the lyrics, just, it's just a jam. Um, Wildflower. My bad. Share oh, her face. Okay. That's okay. Uh, it's good to be king. Um, the lyrics were pretty good. You know, out of all the albums in the second half, I listened to the lyrics more on this album. Yeah. Whereas beyond this album, uh, I kind of strayed away from the lyrics and got a, got back into my normal routine of listening to the music, concentrating on it. There was one song on one album and it was the first line was I walked a, or I saw a coyote walk across the street. And I thought, man, are you singing about, you know, what you're currently looking at? You know, some comedians, <laughs> are, some comedians will tell jokes about their airplane travel. Right. You know, and that's, that's what they know and, and what they're seeing. And it just seems desperate in my opinion. Yeah. It's almost I agree. like he, he had a, just, just money tossed at him to keep making music. You know, it was going to sell enough to make money, but this was second half. This was my favorite album out of the group. I think. Yeah. What did you yeah. think about this album? It, it was, it was my favorite out of the second journey through his discography, probably easily. I might even say, and out of everything on, out of everything I listened to, uh-huh. my favorite song came off this album too. One of my favorite Tom Petty songs, period, came off mm-hmm. this album. And really, you might think it's one of the singles. It's not. The song Honeybee. That's good. Jam. That's absolute jam. jam. And, and Foo Fighters redone. They covered really? the song recently. Yes. I did not yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Grohl's a huge Tom Petty fan. Sure. And quick fact, did you know that Tom Petty offered Dave Grohl the drummer job after the initial drummer left? No shit. I'm glad he didn't take it, but that's awesome. Yeah. He offered Dave Grohl the drummer job. Uh, Dave Grohl played on SNL with Tom Petty. And afterwards, Tom Petty said, hey, if you want to join the Heartbreakers, gig's yours. And Dave's like, well, I kind of got this project I'm working on. Of course, (laughs) end up being the Foo Fighters who just got on the ballot for the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. Cool. And, uh, for 2021. Good. And, and as a, uh, and they're also launching their Sirius XM channels, Foo Fighters channel coming on C- Sirius really? XM. Good and to them. celebrate, they did a little, little jam session, uh, like a streaming live jam session and they covered Honeybee. Fucking wow. good. good. Tom Petty's version's great. Foo Fighters didn't do it wrong either. Uh, but that's a jam, man. The the songs you talked about, I agree 100%. Title mm-hmm. track's great. You Don't Know How It Feels is great. Uh, Won't Back Down is great. Like this, the whole album really is great. Uh, Only a Broken Heart, love that song. It was like a mix of Beatles and a slow Foo Fighters song to me. So there was, there was, there was some ups in this journey. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest up was that album. I mean, it's, it's, it's his uh, creme de la creme for a reason, and and I agree. It's 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 up there with his best work. Might be his best work. It just doesn't quite slide into my wheelhouse the same way the first two Compton oh, and the Heartbreakers albums do. But I still, I really appreciated this. I loved this album, and it got me excited to keep going. And that excitement me fell too. flat flat down to earth right afterwards. Me too. And I tell you what. It's a, a bad analogy, but I tell you, and you're probably the same way. Uh, music is, is like a drug to me. I'm chasing that. High. Yeah. When I hear that first, second album, I want more. I want something that's going to take me to the next level. Yes, exactly. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm continuously chasing that. And yeah, I didn't get that. But no. back to your Honeybee song, my notes beside Honeybee made me want to pick up my guitar and play. That inspired me. Dude, it's such a gritty, dirty riff. That I'm sure back in time, I probably picked the guitar up, learned how to play this, and forgot it the next day. I just wanted to learn how to play it, just satisfy myself, then it's gone. 
Yep. But yeah, that's, uh, that's good. That's it's a jam. It's a hell of a jam. I mean, the whole, the whole thing. And, and then after listening to all that and getting your hopes up and being like, yeah, Tom Petty's never gonna, never gonna, you know, recess. Nothing can stop this train. Nothing can stop him. <laughs> yeah. And then you get nobody's children from 1995, which was the heartbreakers, Tom Petty and the heartbreakers album. I've got my notes. This is okay. Like, yeah. The song you come through, I was kind of digging, but it sounded like Lenny Kravitz. Okay. Uh, God's gift to man. I've got samey sounding, just samey, just so just a typical kind of chill rock song. Got my mind made up. Didn't sound like petty to me. Ways to be wicked sounded like Springsteen to me. Uh, ain't that America? Sounds like John Cougar Mellencamp. Ain't that America, yeah. I'm just can't get her out i have solid jam traveling's okay baby let's play house i have back to the future concert you know like johnny be good all over again wooden heart i like the song wooden heart i beatles ish a little bit uh you get me high i thought was okay come on down to my house was a rocking jam but overall this is where i feel like the artists are getting older the lyrics are getting a little more long in the tooth the the music is starting to get the music's starting to show their age i think yeah i think so too and by this time they're you know they're not old they're like in their mid to late 40s when this hits but it's just you know i'm i'm 40 and i'm starting to listen to more you know chill music beatles you know stuff like that so of course playing it and you talked about chasing that that high of yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. And I feel like in typical fashion, like a lot of other bands, we're at the top of the mountain, the first couple albums. Yeah. And the rest of it's just kind of been going down that mountain. You know, we're not, we're not so much going up and getting higher. We're, we're just getting lower. We're getting a little more sad, a little more mellowed out. Wildflowers helped. It was like a tiny little, nice little mid mountain there before you yeah. get to the next valley. Yeah. But, yeah, nobody's children didn't do it for me. Right. I, I wasn't it, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was there uh you know more about Tom Petty's history than I do? Um was there one album that he was which everybody who goes through a divorce is gonna be struggling. It's not a good time. Was there one album that was kind of like the divorce album? There was there was. Yep. Uh that one was Echo, which is after She's the One. She's the One. Okay. What did you think about She's the One, that album? You know what? I've got, I've actually, I, I think the longer this project went on, the worse it got. Cause She's the One I thought was a hidden gem. Yeah. I, I actually really liked it. I thought it was a little more poppy, it was a little more upbeat. Uh, Lindsey Buckingham did backing vocals from Buckingham Nicks on this wow. album. Good. And uh Walls, I love the song Walls. Zero from Outer Space was a fun jam. That's a fun jam. Climb that hill, I thought was solid. Change the locks, great riffage on that one. Who uh, originally did change the locks? Was that an original Tom Petty song? Because I, I doubt it, because I, I think there was too. a couple there was some covers on this She's the One album. Okay. But th this one, this one like perked me back up. I thought yeah. It wasn't like his best work or anything, but I was like, okay, nobody's children really kind of let me down, honestly, but I didn't want to be too harsh on it. And then she's the one really got me going. Yeah. Uh, do you have any notes, thoughts on that before the divorce album? I, I liked she's the one I kind of thought it was crazy that it was a soundtrack and a Tom Petty and heartbreakers album, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I listened to that one more than I listened to any album that came after. Yeah, and truthfully, how many soundtracks consist of only one band? There's very few. Very few. Yeah. You know, what was uh what was the Eddie Vedder? Into the Wild. Into the Wild, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's pretty much all Eddie Vedder, uh, which is a good album. But the uh the, the the song Walls, I tried so hard and searched every app in the galaxy. That song sounded so much like another song. Yeah, and I could not get that hook recognized i tried to google what is this song i'm gonna hum it blah 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 yeah you know uh, uh, searched reddit couldn't find anything so that's going to be my 
continued homework. And I might be thinking about this song. Maybe it's this song was first and reminded me of another song. I don't know. But with Walls, my notes claim Dylan vocals over, over uh, Beatles music. But, yeah. Yeah. But good. But good. Yeah. 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 I, I like this one. Like this album, I was like, thank God, you know, because because nobody's children. Well, I didn't I didn't think it was awful. I needed I needed to be bumped up. This is part of my problem with this second half of Tom Petty's discography. I'm always in the mood to rock. And that may yeah. sound silly. Like, oh, I'm always in the mood to rock, bro. No, I know what you mean. I really am. I'm always in the mood. I, I, I can always listen to a great rock song. Yeah. But I'm not always in the mood for soft rock. That's a great point. I have to be in the mood to listen to anything somber or calm. You know, if I wasn't, I'd be the biggest Inya fan of all time, but I'm not, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I can't handle, I want like music, music's biggest benef, benefit, uh, benefactor to me, I guess. I probably said the word freaking wrong is it perks me up. And if it doesn't perk me up, then I need to be in, in the kind of mood where I don't want to be perked up. Yeah. And Tom Petty had no interest in perking me up after she's the one. He he didn't give two shits about perking me up. He wanted to drag yeah. me down with him. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you kept referring to the song I need to know. You know, while I was going through the list uh, changing albums, you know, in between those albums, I would catch myself saying, "I need to know, I need to know." You know, it I was going stuck, back to that man. in my mind and I, I you know, we mentioned this on the first uh, Tom Petty part one, uh, to anybody listening, who's not real familiar with Tom Petty. My God, this first three albums get on that shit right now. Cause yeah, you will not be, if you're a music enthusiast, you know, uh, get on that. Did I say that right? I don't know. Music yeah. Music. Yeah. It was okay. To a T I would okay, say the same you. thing. Like, please, for the love of God, go back and listen to that. Because even though I respect the shit out of Tom Petty, and I think he's great. And listen, this sec, these albums that came after I'm, if I would have started there, I might've thought a little higher of them, but since I heard Ted, Ted Petty, <laughs> since I heard <laughs> Tom Petty at his absolute finest, which is when you're young and full of angst and not that he was like, you know, an angry rocker, but he had that fire burning inside of him. I'm, and I'm sure it kept going, but it was more like, you know, a Kindle later yeah. on you know like it's still burning the yeah, guy still right. got he's still got something to say but i something i saw in the documentary which i highly recommend i finished it finally finished yeah. the four-hour documentary their their keyboard player i can't remember his exact name like i wish i did i should have wrote it down anyways their keyboard player that band there's it's not a dictatorship at all they they were all very cool with mm -hmm. each other they all, you know, it was, it was an open door policy kind of thing. It was a total democracy. And I feel like the keyboard player felt the way I did over the second half of this discography. Cause in that documentary from 2007, their keyboard player once looked at Tom Petty and the, the lead guitarist and said, play your fucking guitars. Like, you know, they were just softening it up and he's just like keying. And he's like, He's afraid to outdo him on the keyboard. He's like, play your fucking guitars. Well, and that's what I kind of felt like going yeah. through echo and the last DJ and highway companion. I was like, please play your guitars. Like this is, you know, I, there's just not enough going on here. And echo was the divorce album. Okay. My, my note sad AF. And as all the cool kids know, that means sad as fuck. It was so sad and so mellow. It was really well-written. This is the one highlight from the sad stuff. The lyric, the lyrics were great. I think some of his best songwriting came out of this. Some of his best lyrics, I guess I should say came out of this album, but it was so somber and so sad and so sour. And I just wasn't in the mood for it when I listened to it. And I even knew while listening to it, I was like, this is a really good slow jam album, but I don't want slow jams. I, yeah. I, want, I want, I want hard. I want fast. Yeah. I want, it doesn't have to be super hard and super fast. Just give me something. Play your fucking guitar, Tom. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, I had no idea this was the, I knew there was a divorce album, but I didn't know which one it was. Um, the song Free Girl Now. 
Oh my God, I love that song. I can still hear you. That's such a such a great song. Uh, yeah, I uh, I highly recommend that song. Do you recall listening to the Free Girl Now? I do that 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 song. You're a free girl now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a really damn good song. And and there's like I said, there's really good songs on this album. Room at the top is a great song. Like room at the top is awesome. Yeah. I, I don't want to fight. That was a rocker on this one. Yeah, I think so too. There's three, four, five really good songs. I just, I just, I wanted more. I need to know, you know, yeah, I did too, but yeah, free girl's a great song. Like Tom Petty was pissed off in this album, but he was also upset. Yeah. And you know, it was a really good album. I'll probably revisit this album, but only when I'm in a somber mood. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I have a note. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of piano and music. I am. But this is done right. Maybe I've been listening to the wrong music that contains piano. Um, but I have to send you my, my playlist called Piano Rock. Do it, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because... You know, I, I think of a lot of, and when I say piano, I'm thinking of a lot of 80s stuff. Uh, yeah. Synth, synthy stuff. Synthy stuff. Even the piano stuff, the the kind of bluesy riffs that are kind of, you know, I always said to myself, you know, I'm a big fan of Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, he was just a, a freaking outlaw. He was a badass if you dig deep into him. But, uh, you know, I thought nobody did it like Jerry Lee Lewis, which that was part of his part of his thing but the piano blended into the tom petty songs i i respected and i appreciated you know yeah, I, I think it would yeah. be different without it uh you know there are bruce springsteen songs with piano in it and i think oh my god this stuff sucks but you know that's <laughs> i've just, never really listened to bruce springsteen either not not much maybe we should visit that sometime but i'm we, sure that, we that, may have to Wait, that, maybe when we're a little older like if this show's going in three years and we're like yeah, let's let's go Bruce Springsteen now that we're yeah, you know, I stay in New York City right across from uh the Bruce Springsteen one man show and I was trying to find some Wi Fi and it was like one of the uh sci fi signs sign in said Springsteen Wi Fi. I always thought that was <laughs> I think I took a screenshot of that. But I don't care if he gets drunk and gets pulled well, I do care. He shouldn't be drinking and driving, but I think I read that he had a, a shot. Oh my gosh, that dude a single, a single shot. I doubt he was hanging out of the side of his jeep riding the guardrail with sparks flying yeah i don't i don't think he was it's we'll, we'll see you know i don't i don't want to i don't want to just i don't want to judge and i don't want to i don't either. also just let it pass that kind of thing but who knows but yeah yeah e echo echo is fine um you know the themes of these albums sh i should be more excited because then you got yeah. the last dj which is considered their worst album is it? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, you know, across what something I've, I've tended to do after doing this journey is I go look up some, uh, album ranking lists on online. Okay. So I went and checked out some Tom Petty, you know, every, every probably four websites I looked at ranking all the albums. Wildflowers was number one on all of them. Okay. Usually followed by damn the torpedoes, usually followed by the self-titled, a little bit of mix and match here and there, but for the most part, they were fairly consistent. And last DJ was last every time. This album was basically a big middle finger to, to the music business. And, you know, he was, he was even, he was angry. He wasn't just sad off echo anymore. He's angry. And the, the lyrics are fun. I mean, it's, you know, he's cussing out the record companies. He's, he's ticked. I picked up on that. I don't recall which song it was, but I picked all of them. Was it all, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, money yeah. becomes king. All about the record industry. Uh, Joe, same thing. When a kid goes bad, to, I mean, it's just lost children. It, it's all it's. And again, he was angry in his lyrics, but it, I've got in my notes it was mostly a solid, soft, soft rock album. Yeah, it was just it was just a soft rock album. I mean, a lot of Beatles vibes in this one. I mean, right. I, I thought they played their instruments okay, but I just wasn't feeling it. I was. It wasn't their worst album, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I was your, more bored on one coming up, but pick up your damn guitar, pick, Tom. Pick up your guitar, Tom. Play the damn thing, buddy. Play the damn thing. My notes on this album say 
no bueno. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just you know, it's just not good enough. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe it is. Maybe when I get older, it will be. Maybe when I'm Tom Petty's age, when he made it, it will be. Yeah. But right now, I still, you know, I still have some spunk to me. So, Last EJ, <laughs> the, the opener was good. I thought the song Last EJ was really good. Okay. For, for the album. Sure. But after that, it's just, you know, it was too soft. And, uh, you know, we had planned on not spending a ton of time on this because there's not that much excitement to talk about. But then comes Highway Companion, which I saw on some lists of some of his best work. Really? They said it was a triumph of a solo album. I was bored to death. I was bored too. Bored think, to uh, death. My notes say uh, this is the Coyote song. The Coyote ran across the street. I don't give a shit about that Coyote. Why no. Why don't you kick my ass, Tom? Please coyote to kick my ass. Play your fucking guitars and kick my ass. <laughs> Instead, I was like, God dang, man, I'm watching this guy's career still going strong. I, I'm not I'm not the judge and executioner, but for me, I'm like, he's losing me. You know, Tom, Tom's losing me. And uh -huh. I get it. You you're not gonna keep me completely on the edge of my seat for four decades, five decades. It's not gonna happen. But saving grace I has have is okay. Turn this car around was solid. Otherwise, I was just bored to death. I just I re I had a hard time getting through this one. Yeah. And Mojo, the next album with the Heartbreakers, it was blues inspired. Oh man. I've stated on this show before I don't I don't handle blues inspired albums well. I can do what. a blues inspired song. Gary Clark Jr. plays the blues. Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. It's because it's believable. Maybe that is it. I believe I, uh, Gary Clark Jr. Some of his songs, not all of them. Some of it, man, he's uh, I've bought into it. I believe it. Oh, he's, he's, he's great. His guts into it. You know, a lot of the old blues guys, you know, that, have nothing to lose and you know it's coming from just from their heart and through hard times and depression and you know there's one uh i tried to i did a little bit of research on a, an artist by the name of uh, uh, joe bonamassa oh uh, yeah guitar player oh my god this dude's playing the blues and it shows his guitar collection and he has like seven million dollars worth of guitars you know 300 instruments I think what's this son of a bitch? I don't want to say son of a bitch. What's this asshole <laughs> have to say? Or what's he what's he so blue about? You know, because he has to change strings on something. He hadn't been working out in the field, no. he's sweating his ass off. I don't mean to say that either. But you know, there's power behind it. It's truth, it's believable. It kicks my ass. You know, some of the stuff from the 40s. Yeah. That's blues. When somebody's regurgitating something that somebody already did. You know, a lot of the Stones did Muddy Water songs. You know, the Beatles did. It's there, but it's a cover. It's not coming from the heart. You know, this, this Mojo album, it, it made me mad. It you made know, me I, mad, too. I had a hard time with it. It, it was just, I, and I didn't enjoy the Stones blues album either because it's like, you know what? You didn't make your living off the blues. Why no. do it now? You know, no. why do it now? You're jumping on the train that's already yeah. left the station and it's already yeah. been done. But, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's not like Taylor Swift who could move from country to pop to <laughs> indie and kill it all. I'm not ashamed to say it. That's in my playlist. I love Taylor Swift. And I, I respect that. You know, I know nothing about it. I know nothing about it. But I don't. Uh, yeah. I respect that you respect that. I know Took nothing me. about it. So I don't have a I don't have an opinion on it took me a while i'll give some more thoughts on that in a minute but we'll, okay. we'll finish up with hypnotic eye i thought this was better that this this was better than the last one two three four last four albums hypnotic eye was but it wasn't enough to get me excited again it yeah. was just it was oh it was okay it was solid yeah. top to bottom actually it didn't really bore me or anything like that it was solid but yeah. it didn't get me excited either and i you know it's I'm glad that they got a lot of recognition and it was a billboard number one. Okay. At the expense of sounding like a complete asshole, which James Ward thanks Benmont Tench was the keyboardist name. It was on the tip of my tongue. I kept wanting to say Beachmont gum. Thank you. But, James uh, Ward. Yeah. Play your damn keyboard, Benmont. Benmont. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I just, in 2017, rock had already pretty much died out. So this probably was a great rock album in 2017. 
Yeah. I mean, what was it going to be, you know, what, what was it up against five finger death punch and, you know, skillet or Skeeter or whatever the hell <laughs> I, you know, this probably was one of the better rock albums that year, but it just didn't fall in my wheelhouse. Like the, the first handful did. And overall almost eight that we did a second episode, because if we would have just, you know, threw 20 minutes onto the last one, I think so we, too. We could have finished up by saying, so the rest isn't that great after wallflowers, but we respect him. We didn't know. Like I said at the beginning, God bless Tom Petty. You know, my goodness, that first group. It's just, and it's it's funny to me, I think for the most part, you and I, the artists that we have reviewed, we latch on to a, a group within the catalog or a, we both have similar appreciation for a certain range within the catalog yeah and it's uh we just know what's good no i don't want to say that but. I, I mean for us we know what's good for us you yeah. know and and that i will say now granted this was not this was not an album of the heartbreakers by any means but let's see where's that at i want to make sure i've got the right one let me double check here, but Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers did another album that was not theirs. Do you know what I'm talking about? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers yep. did another album that wasn't their album. Yes. Man, you stumped me. I had no idea. Okay. So Johnny Cash's album Unchained on American okay. Recordings, whenever he start doing well this is the album with the rusty cage cover oh yeah that album which was an app which was basically johnny cash's re-coming out party let me see that that album in particular unchained had uh rusty cage let's see it had southern accents which was a cover of a tom petty song off southern accents i had note that there was another johnny cash Where's my notes at? I've been everywhere. That song's on there. Everybody knows that damn song. I've been everywhere, man. Did Tom John Petty and the Heartbreakers was the band on that album. No shit. I did not. I wonder if that was the owner. Frick Rubin had something to do with that because I know he did. He did. Okay. That's what I figured. Yep. yep. Johnny need the backing band. Tom, do you guys want to do it? Tom's like, fuck yeah, we want to do it. That's the perfect. Perfect. So Tom Petty plays with half the Beatles, Johnny Cash, like just on and on. You have Bob Dylan. Roy Orbison, like yeah. this guy got to play with all his heroes. It's because he was good. And they recognize that the good artists, yeah. the good producers recognize they saw something in Tom Petty and the heartbreakers. And that's, uh, yeah, I had, uh, changed the locks. I thought Johnny cash covered changed the locks. I don't know if that's, that's probably not even worth looking into. I'm a not whole sure. Okay. I might be wrong about that. I don't know. Honestly, not sure. James Ward says Tom was a smart man. Yes, he was a smart man. I mean, he was an extremely smart man. In the, in the documentary, they said half his band said the songs, he would sit down and start playing guitar. And five minutes later, he would have a song start to finish because it all came off the top of his head. That's crazy. All of it. Lyrics, everything. Like some stuff he sat down and wrote. Yeah. They, they said if he was just, you know, sitting down, messing around, trying to come up with something, he would come up with something. Uh-huh. That's every crazy. time that's crazy and i don't know if uh i don't know who to compare him to you know we've talked about the best american band you know man he's at the top he's Cur currently the currently i'd give him the title for that until i find out otherwise i would too as of now i want to pick him over what a lot of people probably think is the yeah. number one well I, I bet there's a lot of people that love some of the albums we didn't like it just it, it doesn't fit for me at the time in my life yeah so, I mean, but you know, those albums just don't resonate with me right now. Maybe they will later. I don't know. But yeah. once I heard what Tom Petty could do early wanted, in his career, wanted more, I wanted more of that. And, it, and it, he gave me wildflowers and I was like, okay, I can, I can take this too. This is fine. I can put this in my pocket with the other stuff that that's worthy. But then, you know, just like most bands on the back half of their career, you know, I'm a big Pearl Jam fan. 10 is one of my favorite albums of all time. I love that album. I love every sure. song on that album. Sure. All the albums don't hold up to that. Not even close. You know, they, 
they have also, you know, they, their first album was one of their best and they've just slowly kind of rolled downhill and I still like all of it, but yeah. it's the new stuff's here and the old stuff's there. It happens so much it happens with so many bands. So I, I don't no disrespect to Tom Petty or the heartbreakers yeah. on the fact that I didn't enjoy the second half of their discography. That's just what happens sometimes. Like bands try to grow and they, they try to, you know, get a fuller, bigger sound. And sometimes the best sound is that one guitar, one bass, one drums, one singer. Yeah. Sometimes that's just what works. Yeah. I totally agree. Good point. It's so uh, what go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you what, and don't let me forget. Let's talk about what's in our playlist that we're ashamed of, okay. but, but what's, uh, what, what did you, what did you jam out in between some of these albums? Cause I had to, I, I had to listen to some stuff. I needed breaks from this. I didn't want to be ultra harsh on Tom Petty because I was just burnt out. Yeah, I was too. I had to take breaks too. And, uh, you know, you're my go-to guy. As soon as I find something, whether it's, uh, if I find something that's kind of buried, I get on a rabbit hole, you know, you're my go-to dude to say, Barker, you gotta listen to this shit right now. You know, yeah. I don't have, and I, else. and I love that shit. I oh, love I doing like it that. Too. It goes both ways. Yeah. I appreciate yep. it. Like you did today. Like, Oh my gosh, what else am I missing out on? I need, yeah, more. that's me that's, too. That feeds my high that I need, you know? Yep. And, uh, so as, as far as what I've been listening to, same, you know, a little bit of yellow wolf. Dude, um, that song, that song you sent me by him was like just what I needed that day. And the I video was funny as hell. Good shit. That, that guy's it's weird to go from talking about Tom Petty to talking about a white Southern rapper with tattoos all over his face. Yeah. But that yeah. guy's, that guy's got something. That guy's got something in his voice that just resonates with me. You know, his voice. I don't know if, I, I don't think it was you and I talk about, it. I think it was me and my wife. We were talking about what made Johnny cash, Johnny cash. Uh -huh. And it, it was the weight of his voice. Sure. It was like the weight of Johnny cash's voice could crush something. Sure. You know, if, if his voice was actual matter, it would crush so many things because his voice is just so heavy and That's it great. just, you wear it on your sleeve. You put it on your heart. Like, it's like, man, I feel with Tom Petty. Sometimes you could feel the pain in his voice. My yeah. wife says, uh, Oh shit. What's the country singer. She would kill me if I mess this up. Which, which Travis country singer, not Travis, Tra Randy Travis. Oh, Randy Travis. My wife is like, you can feel the pain. Oh, my buddy. When he sings. One of my old high school friends, when he got drunk off his ass and sat about women, that was his go-to shit was Randy Travis. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I wish you'd, I would try to get drunk and pass out. So I don't have to listen <laughs> anymore of it. Much respect for the guy. And he's in bad shape now. Um, much respect. Um, but but he's good you know he, there's there's voices like that that are just you're right have, that's a have a quality good. yellow wolf's got that quality in his voice his voice is like i don't know how to describe it even but when i hear it i listen yeah i do too and he's a great storyteller which i love but i watched a little bit uh there's like a yellow wolf series that i can't remember it's it's just parts bits and parts on youtube but uh he was telling a story about uh, back in the early days, which I'm not a fan of Kid Rock, but Eminem, Eminem lived like uh, down the. I don't. I find that hard to believe. Down down the eight mile from Kid Rock. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but some type of interaction that Eminem had with Kid Rock, and Yellow Wolf was telling the story. Eminem had Yellow Wolf and two other guys with him when he ran into kid rock and Eminem told kid rock, this is the greatest rapper of today. And kid rock was looking at these other two guys, you know, you know, expecting them to, to break something off. And it was yellow wolf, the one who he wasn't expecting, which yellow wolf's big toe has more talent than my yeah. opinion. Yeah, man, I, I agree hundred percent. If you follow his stuff, you know, from the beginning, he was just trying, but the growth of, of his albums, 
Oh my God, he's getting stronger in it. When I listen to it, it kicks my ass. It's, uh, it's just, there's a few songs. I think the song Ghetto Cowboy. Is it Ghetto Cowboy? There's a song, Opie Taylor. Oh my God, that song. It just, that song kicks my ass. It's like you said, and that was a very good point. I'm always in the mood for a song to kick my ass. I'm not always in the mood for a song to mellow me out. Yeah, no, me neither. And actually, I need to find the name of that song, which it's one of his bigger hits. But, uh, oh yeah, Till It's Gone. First time I heard, first time I heard Yellow Wolf's Till It's Gone, I was like, God damn. Like that just hit me like a ton of bricks, man. That guy's got just something. Yeah, he's, and he's just, I, I just really, I enjoy him. And I, I mean, it's partly also because he still fully raps. And I catch hell like this on one of the YouTube channels, me and the other guys on the other podcast do. Okay. But I, I can't stand mumble rap. And, and Yellow Wolf is one of the, the best rappers that are around today that finishes his words. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just good. And, you know, his, uh, his live performances. I watched some of his live performances, his DJ, uh, DJ clever. If you spelled with a K, if you go listen to some of his stuff on the side, I follow him on Instagram. Oh my God, that dude, it's just unreal, which I've always been amazed by a good DJ. I don't even yeah. call him a DJ. I don't know. You know, back in, in of my early youth, it was called a DJ. I mean, but- Kid Rock had a DJ too. You're leaving him out of the conversation. I'm leaving him out. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle fucking Cracker, son. Uncle Cracker. What was his solo song? Oh, shit. What was his song? Uh, it'll be all right. Yeah. Follow me. I don't even remember, but it was awful. Yeah. It was Just awful. absolute garbage. And you know, that's, that's one of the things I know we've went from Tom Petty to like, let's talk about rap music now. Let's talk about anything. But rap is one of those things that like you break a little chunk off something and it gives you a, a few more, it gives you some crumbs. Like I sent you that Joyner Lucas song called ISIS and, uh, I, Eminem releases an album called Kamikaze lucky you with Joyner Lucas is on there. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy he's rapping with? Yeah. And so then I look up Joyner Lucas's discography and I'm like, holy shit, this guy's great. Same thing with Yellow Wolf. You wouldn't know about Yellow Wolf if not for Eminem. But yeah. then I watch this, you know, ISIS video with Joyner Lucas and this guy, the rapper I've heard about, Logic is on there. And that guy slayed it on that song I sent you. And I was like, God, man, like rap gives you those pieces to break off. Like they, they do so many collaborations, you know, that you you end up loving stuff like i the song whap by cardi b and megan the stallion i was like i i, I think i love megan the stallion you know, <laughs> yeah. just it, you just i love those collaborations you know and and that i want to go back and listen to that johnny cash album because i now know the tom petty and heartbreakers played the music oh that excites me you know, you know i need to i'll do the same exact thing i had no idea yeah, it's basically a Heartbreakers album with Johnny Cash instead of Tom Petty. How great is that? It's great. I mean, I mean it's, it's a, absolutely great. That's just a, a stamp in the musical, the history of music that'll always be there. Yeah. Just a great. Yeah. Now, since we're talking about them, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk about every band on this show. We're not going to get to everyone. And we're going to leave ones out that, which I... I kind of hope we eventually do a Foo Fighters one because I, I don't think you've heard the discography through and I need, through. I need to give them more of a chance. But uh, I, you know, in between these, the more slow Tom Petty albums, uh, the new Foo Fighters album came out, which excited me. Me and my wife love them, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that was that was a good thing to dive into. I thought the new Foo Fighters album was really solid. It actually made me go through their discography after I was done with Petty because I'm going to do a little YouTube video ranking the Foo Fighters albums. Nice. Ranking, you know, giving the one through 10 on them. Send me the link. Just just because I feel like talking about them. But, but yeah, you know, there's, I needed some more music in this. Uh, Aaron Jones, a guy we discovered today. You discovered. Well, yeah, but I mean, and that was total luck. Total luck. My God, I heard that song in the first lyrics. I thought this stuff is kicking my ass. This Listen, is exactly what I'm need. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one for anyone listening because this guy, Aaron Jones, uh, this dude has 
he's not famous. This guy is not famous yet. He is, he's got like 10,000 subscribers on YouTube music. He had like 2000 Twitter followers. I mean, this dude's not famous. This dude has uploaded his own stuff. There's not even a full album. He's got like three songs. He will be after you hit play. Well, yeah, to, to all 20 people that listen to our show, but, uh, check this dude out. If you're watching or listening, his name's Aaron Jones Spell and a Y R O N and Jones is spelled as you would expect, mm-hmm. but this song is called boys from the Puget sound. I believe is how that's pronounced. I'm not hundred okay. percent. I'm not going to play the live one, but I'm going to play this song because if you listen to this and you like music, you just might appreciate this is a jam right here. Oh, it's a jam. It is it is a jam. You are welcome, people. Fuck the police. Oh man. I already caught the fucking police. Cause we the baddest band in town. We'll blow out all these fucking windows. Here come the boys from the Puget Sound. Can you hear me? That is filthy. Oh, it's good. It's good. And it's exactly what I needed. Man. Yeah, great Andy find. Can, Andy can play. Great find. I said, it's like angry Gary Clark Jr., a little bit of rage against the machine. Yeah, and you said that after listening to it, like angry Gary Clark Jr., and I was like, shit, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's yeah. good. And with that music, it's believable to me. I believe it. I believe those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. what I, uh, those lyrics, you know, that's out of experience. And that's not something that somebody else has probably written and they're just tailgating off of, you know. They're, no, yeah. And it's it's just raw. I like raw. And, well, and that guitar sound too, man. That, that guitar sound is it's good. It's he's really cocky, good. but he has the ass to go behind it to back yeah. it Yeah. And that's yeah. what I like. Yep. So we found that today that broke up some of the slower petty stuff. Yeah. I was really thrilled about that. Yeah. New Greta Van Fleet song, man. Did you listen to that? I think I sent the link over to you. I don't know if you listened to it yet or not, but yeah, I did. It's a jam. I, uh, actually even found that on, uh, I was trying to uh, poke around at some new music on my way back from town and, uh, latest songs, albums, and that popped up on my feed, man. I don't know enough. I have to be in the mood for to hear Getty Lee from Rush. I have to be in the yeah, mood yeah. for Led Zeppelin, Wolf Mother. You know that type of singing. I have to be in the mood yeah. for that. Yep. And I hate to compare this band to them. Man, they freaking rock. But I have to be the uh, the link that you sent me before the musician uh, Aaron Jones. Is that correct? Did Aaron that Jones. Correct? Yeah. You know, I'm going to pick that up at any time. Probably not. Well, might be 6:30 in the morning. And think, oh my god, this shit rocks. I'm in. I'm in the mood for that all the time. With Greta Van Fleet, I'm kind of. I don't know enough about them, but I kind of have to be in the mood for that voice. If I'm. Oh yeah. If yeah, I'm yeah. aggravated about something, then I'm going to have to turn that off. Yeah, because it'll just annoy the piss out of you. And see, I'm a Rush fan too. But uh-huh. Getty Lee's voice can wear me down a little bit. Like it's sometimes too high pitched and yeah. you know, it's just a little crazy. And I don't, I'm I like, I don't really care for Greta Van Fleet that much. I think they are a, uh, I've been excited about that band. Yeah. Cause, Cause I heard their first album and I thought, okay, they obviously want to be Led Zeppelin, but like every band does when they grow into their own and find themselves, yeah, they could be a completely different sounding band, and they they're talented be. as shit. So it could be really good. So the first grade of Van Fleet album I heard, I was like, "This is solid," but they want to be Led Zeppelin so bad on this one. That was my. I heard one single, and I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're I good. 
I heard one single off of uh I went down a YouTube rabbit hole, came yep. across a single on an early album, and I boom automatically sent it to my uncle who's had a big influence on me uh musically and I said, Oh my gosh, who's this sound like? He's like Led Zeppelin and like, Led Zeppelin, yeah. And yeah, then they came out with a second album, and that's where a little more of that Getty Lee and Led Zeppelin thing came from, and a little bit of Wolf Mother. Yeah. But but it got a little bit they they, they became a little bit more their own band on that yeah. one. And and I listened to it too and I was like, Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's it's getting okay. Well, today I was I needed a break from Tom Petty so bad, and I hate to say that. I don't mean it in any certain way. It's just he got so soft, and I'm just not like I said, it takes I gotta be in the mood for soft music. And so I put on that Greta Van Fleet song. I think it was called uh, what was it called? Heart Above or uh Stairway oh, to Heaven. No, <laughs> Stairway <laughs> to Heaven. But I but I put this one on because I just you know I look at the new releases every Friday. Heat above, not heart. Heat above, and I played that song, and the the instruments, and the music was beautiful. Okay, beautiful knocked me over. I was like, God, this sounds so good. And then he started singing, and he still sounded a lot like Wolf Mother. Still had that sound, but he, the guy's grown a little bit. They, I feel like they're coming into their own. So I'm actually really excited about this new Greta Van Fleet album because this Heat Above song, I listened to it, I guarantee, I, I would say 12 to 13 times today. Wow. Okay. I listened to that song. I was that impressed. And I've, and I've not ever heard a Greta Van Fleet song that I just thought, I, I've always thought, like, oh, cool. You know, it's a rock band, it's a throwback. These kids are like 16 years old. That's reminded me of Silver Chair being super young and 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 jamming out, and they were actually good when they came out, sure. in my opinion. And Greta Van Fleet, you know, I was I was excited. I was like, okay, maybe when these kids are 20, they'll put out a real good album to where they still have their influences, but they're not trying to be exactly like them. And yeah. this song today, I thought you know that they they didn't try to sound just like them at all i mean it's still there the influence is still there but man i was i was digging on that song today that's great digging on that one now back to taylor swift uh quick story What's here? I, I i can't i couldn't stand taylor swift i hate country music so when she came out as a country music artist i was like nope no thanks, which I don't like country anyways, but you hear that stuff when you're out, you hear country, you know, you just do because in Southern Ohio, we live here, sure. you hear it, no, you you're can't surround, escape. You're surrounded by it. It's hard to Surrounded escape. by it. Just pitchforks coming at you. Country music, country music. And you got your <laughs> guitar and you're just scared. Like get away from me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, so I heard Taylor Swift. I was like, Oh God. Ugh. And then, and then she went pop and I was like, you know, I still, which made me have to hear it even more because I worked at, I worked retail at the time mm -hmm. and we had the radio on all the time. So I'm hearing Taylor Swift all the time. I'm like, God, this girl, like I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll give her credit. I hear her lyrics. I have mad respect for anyone that writes their own songs, plays instruments. You know, even though I hate country Dixie chicks have all my respect. They play their own instruments mm -hmm. that they jam. The lead singer used to be in a punk band. I, I don't mind the Dixie chicks at all. Right. And I hear Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I get it. She writes her own song. She plays her own music. I get it. Good for her. But the music just sucks. Mm -hmm. Doesn't hit me. And then six months ago or whatever, uh, I, I, I'm so unashamed that I posted it on Facebook. I saw an article that said Taylor Swift does an indie album. And to me, the word indie means Interpol, Franz Ferdinand, uh, the mm. weird bands that just don't really have a genre, you know, it's, they don't have, of a course home. it's, yeah, they don't have a home. Of course it's indie music. They're not signed to a big label. Mumford and Sons used to be an indie band, you know, and I think Mumford and Sons are pretty decent actually. Yeah. And, uh, so Taylor Swift does an indie album and I'll give anything a chance. I will give anything a chance. If somebody, if I see an article tomorrow that says ICP make a rock album, I'm like, well, I'm going to go listen to it. You know, okay. I'm sure it's going to be like duh, duh, duh. <laughs> clowns. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I'm still going to give you, I'll give you 30 seconds of my time. Yeah. So I decided to give Taylor Swift 30 seconds of my time because she made an indie album mm -hmm. and her fans were bitching that 
they hated her new album. I was like, well, shit, I might like it if they hate it. Like it. Yeah. Might like it. And I, and I play the first song blown the fuck away, like blown away, which, which of course is coming from a guy that loves Fiona Apple. I've seen Jewel in concert live when she was folk music. I, I, you know, there are slow jams and there are, there's calm stuff that I really enjoy. Taylor Swift knocked me off my socks, man. The best album I've heard in the past year. Wow. Besides going back to this Tom Petty stuff and besides diving into the Beatles, but as far as new music goes, mm -hmm. the best new album I've heard the past year was her album folklore. And that's no shit. Like I love it. And mm -hmm. I told my wife, I said, new Taylor Swift album is amazing. And she said, you're stupid. I remember that tweet. I see. I saw that tweet. I'm like, Oh my God. Barker's been hacked. It's amazing. He's been, and you know, my son who's uh 15, you know, he's a slipknot misfits. And he's like, you know that Taylor. He likes the misfits. Oh yeah. Oh hell yeah. Ethan. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, one time he said, he said, you ever heard of the band tool? <laughs> like, oh my God, dude. I <laughs> Parker saw him. We saw, or not them. We saw them. Uh, yeah. Live in concert. He's like, did, did we go once or twice? I've seen twice. him th three times, I think. So me and you went to two of them, right? One in West Virginia and you warned Columbus. me about, yeah, and one in Columbus. You want me to, one time you saw or you thought Maynard performed in West Virginia with his back to the audience. And I thought, Oh shit. And I think that's a concert. You had to piss really bad and you couldn't get out and you almost died. Oh yeah. I did I almost die. <laughs> that was yeah. Columbus. That was rough. I, I thought I'm going to have to go home and tell Barker's family that he died because he couldn't piss. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was also the one where like, man, I ain't paying $45 for a fucking t-shirt. And luckily as we're leaving, like somebody's walking oh, around yeah. the box, the tool t-shirts. Yeah. I'm like right here, right yeah. here, 20 <laughs> bucks. That's a deal. Give it to me. Yeah. Dollar store prices. But back to my son, you know, he said, you know, Taylor Swift didn't do bad. And I'm like, well, Barker's liking it. You're liking it. And there must be something about it, which I have not yet given it a chance because I'm still stereotyping her as I should not do with uh, Tim McGraw songs. We watched a documentary what. with Taylor Swift. Man, I got sick of her shit, which it might have been the documentary. But the documentary that we watched was mostly about revenge songs. Yeah. You know, so and so broke up. And I thought, oh my God, I'd rather have a squirrel climb up the back of my neck and shit in my ears versus listening anymore to this. <laughs> <sighs> but, but it was the, it was, man, if you and, and my son are digging it, then it has to be okay. So I'll give uh, it hey, a chance. I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't just digging it. I mean, I have listened to that album, I bet, 40 times. Like, I mean, it, it really, it really is just that impressive. And if you do want to do me that favor and Ethan yeah. that favor yeah, and you, and you just, you, you, you pick a day when you just are feeling a little low and maybe, yeah. maybe not low, you know, mental state low, just, eh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Ethan has said this word, like my 18 year old son has said, you're feeling meh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're feeling M E H M E H yeah M E H and you, M E H apostrophe and yeah. you and, and you put on that folklore album, it's real good shit. And then I think I don't know if it's HBO Max or Hulu. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But after Taylor Swift made that folklore album, they did a. Uh, she made that all online because we're in a pandemic. So anybody making music for the most part, the vocalist does their part at the house. Sure. Guitarist does their part at the house. They mix it, you know, new school recording techniques. And so Taylor Swift, not too long ago, got, I'm sure anybody tuning in now is like, oh, Barker's talking about Taylor Swift again. Like, Tay Tay, bitches. Anyways, <laughs> so, so Taylor Swift and the band that she played, you know, the, the indie guys that she did this album with, made a uh made a little kind of mini doc concert series kind of thing it was just it was that album played for the first time in the same room and the guitarist is hilarious like he's leather jacket from the 80s glasses to, okay. you laugh at him more than you enjoy his music but after loving that album you can watch the folklore pond sessions i think it's called and we, you and I both love watching live music. We love documentaries. Sure. sure. Me and my wife watched this thing and didn't say a word the okay. whole time. And after it was over, we're just like, she's amazing. Okay. She's amazing. She, and she is, 
she's amazing. So, so there you go. I'm not ashamed. I said it on Facebook. My friend Ben Mullen said that takes balls. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, I've, I've got them, son. I don't care. I'll shout it to the world. I told everybody, you know, I told a thousand people Taylor Swift's new album is amazing. And it was, what do you got that you're ashamed of on your playlist? Oh, what I have that I'm ashamed of on my playlist. You're cracking a smile already. This should be great. I'm not, uh, if, if man, I saw one of my, which I don't give a shit, but if I don't even want to say that, I was going to say if my pulled into a gas station and my buddies rolled up on me, I'd be like, I'm going to turn that shit down before they hear it. But I honestly don't care. But uh, man, I've Justin Timberlake cry me a river. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I have that. And another one, which uh, my wife and son went to go see, they saw Justin Timberlake live in concert. They paid a house payment for tickets. Uh, But I said, you guys want to do this? This is pre-COVID. I said, you guys want to do this? Go do it. Just yeah, yeah. It was more of my wife than my son, but uh, they said it was just a really good show. So Justin Timberlake, cry me a river. What was that producer's name? Timbaland. Timbaland, yeah. Man, some of his jams. Man, that's good shit. Those are good good. beats. Yep. And Justin Timberlake's talented. I mean, you can't take that away from him. He's talented. I've never hated that guy. I've never. I didn't like In Sync, but every you know pretty much everything he's done as a full grown adult. I've been like, I don't mind Justin Timberlake a bit. Yeah. And the, uh, Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton, that song, man, I watched that video. I must've watched that video a dozen times. It kicked my was that ass. Ten- was that Tennessee whiskey live just with no. Timberlake? No, something no. else. Uh, Justin Timberlake. Oh my gosh. What was the, Say was it say something? That sounds right. Say something. Yeah, the video was like in a, an abandoned. I don't want to say a hotel, but just a big industrial building, like in Los Angeles. Oh my God, the that was such a great song. The other song that I have on my device that I would probably turn down. Uh, I like to use the. Uh, it has Snoop Dogg in it, so if somebody wanted to, which I don't give a shit. But if somebody wanted to, uh, to hate on me, I'm like, dude, it's got Snoop in it. Uh, <laughs> Katy Perry, California Girls. <laughs> Katy Perry, the California Girls is on my on my phone. Yeah. Where are you get going? Out of, get out of the picture. A little embarrassed. No, you no, I, no I'm joking. Yeah. I, I don't like Katy Perry, so I can't really relate there. I don't know but, if I do either. But there's. But that's my confession. That's my, and that, you know, that's okay. I support you on that. I'm trying to think of what I got. I feel like Taylor Swift counts as two strikes for most people. Well, that's all right. I don't know. I can't, I don't know what else. Um, there might be one. Oh no. Well, I'm not really ashamed of post Malone. I really like post Malone. I like posty, but my kids got me listening to my kids. Got me listening to all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh yeah. And some of it I actually like. Like they they I hate Imagine Dragons. Like I I genuinely hate them. Uh-huh. But there might be one song that I kind of like because of my kids. Okay. You know, my my they'll they'll kids can make you like stuff sometimes. Oh uh, yeah. You see their excitement and you feed off of that. Yeah, Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Uh High Hopes. High, high hopes for a living. <laughs> oh, like yeah. I like that song. My kids made me like it. I like it. I, you know, whatever, but yeah, it happens. Uh, I mean, there's there's stuff. I music's music, man. I mean, sometimes music is just just good. Sometimes it it might be Taylor Swift, it might be Justin Timberlake, but most of the time it's just good. And yeah. The reason I use that tone as if I'm signing off is it's ten o'clock, Hicks. It's ten o'clock. I don't know if you got shit to do, but I, I imagine to- you might have shit to do tonight. Out of wine, out of Tom Petty, yeah, out of embarrassing music. Yeah, I think it would be good to get some feedback. Maybe, uh, maybe get some listeners to comment on uh, maybe their most embarrassing uh, songs that they've jammed out to. That's a great idea. And and Brian Spriggs, Brian Spriggs, and James Ward are are constantly commenting when we're going live on Facebook. So comment on this video or comment somewhere on the uh, Stuck in My Generation Facebook page. 
what are you guys embarrassed about? And anybody that watched this or anybody that does watch this after the fact, what are you embarrassed about? We're live on Facebook. There's a thread. Go yeah. ahead and drop it. What are you embarrassed about that you have? Brian Spriggs says, oof. I don't know if that's in response to James or not. Let us know what's in your playlist that you're not, you wouldn't exactly run out and tell your buddies about. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. And yeah. we're not going to, we're not going to, we don't care. No judgment. I'm a Tay Tay fan. I'm really? Taylor. I'm team Taylor all day long. I'm not yeah. ashamed at all. She came out with another album after folklore called evermore. And it was fucking brilliant too. So there you go. So my goal is to, uh, by the time we come back, I'm going to try to convince Jeremy to wear a Katy Perry shirt. Maybe try to work on that. I own a Britney Spears shirt. I want a Shakira shirt. I wouldn't mind a Shakira shirt. <laughs> I own a Britney. I own a Britney Spears shirt because I've never heard a Britney Spears song I didn't like. Really? Yep. Okay. I'm I, I like Britney Spears. I've always liked her. I just, you know, I, I've always thought she was adorable. I don't think her music is annoying at all. Like. Taste on your lips is toxic. <laughs> your toxic. You know you I don't think those are the right lyrics, but I like I, I you know there's sometimes you just need to go full pop. If you if you just want to get in a little bit of a bouncy good mood, fuck it, man. I saw a Britney Spears shirt at Walmart. I was like, that's punk as fuck. I'm buying that. Get it. I got it. It's good, yeah. you know. And it's the baby hit me one more time, period. So you, you know, walk, you walk at the expense a new shirt and you picked yeah. up a pretty spear shirt. I'm proud of you. Hey, sometimes you got, you got to show respect where it's due. She, she was the queen of pop for a long time. Yeah. So I say when we return next time, maybe, uh, if we get some interaction from, uh, some listeners regarding their most embarrassing jams that they're afraid to say, maybe we'll discuss that a little bit. Sounds good. Real quick. Brian Spriggs says Miley Cyrus is on it you know probably miley cyrus for him hey her album bangers was an actual banger it was a good album was it okay see i don't yep. know it was oh. that's uh that's good but uh i'll check her out i don't know enough i'm still stuck in the early stuff yeah i don't know it happens sometimes you find them but we'll be back we're not exactly sure what we're listening to but you'll find out next week with us Sorry if the title led you astray. It was Tom Petty and, and Taylor Swift and Justin Timberlake and, you know, a little bit of everything. But <laughs> yeah. but we, we knew we had more to talk about on this one. We didn't want to spend an hour talking about Tom Petty when the best stuff happened on the first episode. So sure. there you go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys you. next time. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Stuck in My Generation. Again, if you want to suggest bands for us to listen to... Send it over to stuckinmygeneration at gmail.com. 